Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Match Ball Podcast for the Arsenal away FA Cup game uh, where the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan with me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello there. And we are supported thanks to Levi Solicitors for getting behind the podcast. 10% off your legal fees when you mention the square ball, when you inquire. And you can go to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for everything that you need. What do you make of that then, boys? I mean, the game finished literally literally five minutes ago and we are straight into the studio. Um, game of two halves? I think we made our point in the first half. Yeah. And then the second half was us acknowledging that a cluttered fixture list wouldn't do us any good. So we went, ah, go on. I mean, our reserves did, you mean? Let let Arsenal <laughs> have a game. Let him, I think, our, you know what Bielsa's was like as well. He probably, he's out of fairness to Arteta, new in the job, isn't he? Probably just thought, he needs a break. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the lads to take the foot off the gas a bit for him. He, he doesn't need this. But immensely proud of that first half anyway, going to show that we can compete in the Premier League if, we get there, but we need to get there first. I think we should just be taken straight there. I don't care. Disregard the, the second half, it's fine. I think we will, I've said it on this podcast before, just put us in the Premier League. It's we're more fun. You've seen you've seen all day on Twitter, even before the game starts, Arsenal fans, Londoners in general, enjoying the experience of having Leeds fans in their city. That could be... All the major cities of England could have us there. It needs a bit of investment, doesn't it, London? Um, you know, like 8,000 people going into town and drinking heavily the all day. E- the economic boost we could give them, and it's not just London, Liverpool, Manchester, I'm sure had we got, I'm sure had we got through, Bournemouth would have appreciated the Leeds, Leeds fans bringing, bringing their money oh. to their, their town as well. If we'd have taken a quarter of their ground, whatever <laughs> the allocation is. <laughs> that, that, that was the one upside of that draw, because that did kind of take the edge off before the game. It's like, ah, oh, do we, do we want to win this and then I think at the end of the first half yes uh, it really just needed those goals just to put the the real polish on that and and I think if we had scored in the first half Arsenal were not going to come back because they're terrible they don't like the first half I surprisingly mean, half, bad sorry, Sur- surprisingly bad they, they picked it up but they're still a very very bad team and we'll uh, beat them next season home and away it's a big call first half I was really taken by how shit both fullbacks were for them, and Xhaka and Ozil. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I see a lot of anger online. I don't watch Arsenal very often, and I, I just mainly see Arsenal fans being really angry about Xhaka and Ozil. 
and that first half, I was you, like, you get it. Yeah. Oh, but this yeah, is why because they both don't give a fuck and are really terrible I and re- have got awful attitudes. I really understand Arsenal fans' TV much more now. Like, I don't understand the accent still um, or the why the fuck it's such a thing, but. Yeah, I get it now. I, I realise the source of their anger. They're a really terrible team. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a shame. Bamford in the bar and all the other stuff. I mean, we, we, had, we, had, we had them on toast, didn't we? That first half, we absolutely had them on toast. They looked shell-shocked. I took a screenshot of the, the stats at half-time just as a, as a reminder because I suspected they might change as much as anything. Um, and we had 62.8% of possession, 15 shots. Yeah, against Arsenal in a single half. Like I, I said in the first half, I've not ever seen us play this well against Arsenal, including the years we were going toe to toe with them for for the league and for actually some chance of winning the FA Cup. We always used to struggle against them, and this we just absolutely flew out the blocks, and we looked like we were going to. It was a matter of time until we scored. What I'll say is, if you saw the game that Man City played down there the other week when they hammered them and Kevin De Bruyne I think scored a couple of goals maybe even a hat-trick whatever it was I mean that's the difference you put in somebody of that elevated quality into that side who is going to put those chances away and then it it well the game's dead by half time isn't it yeah they had I mean they had uh, the players that they brought in the second half Martinelli looks annoyingly good and bless him I'm sure actually Jordan Stevens. I would defend Jordan Stevens looked great when he came in There's, there is that kind of question of who has a, a stronger bench and all this kind of stuff and, and um, what Arsenal were able to do to change it we are still by default by administrative error a championship club and I think that's what the second half kind of showed but the, the first half yeah, we absolutely... There's, there's the element of them being poor. Like my favourite part of the first half from their point of view is um, David Luiz just passing across the pitch to Alioski and then when he crossed one of their defenders just in loads of space, just put it behind for a corner. It's like it was as if we were passing forward and then Arsenal were getting the ball and passing it towards their goal for us as well. But we were causing a lot of those mistakes and we were incisive as well. I mean, you can say what you want about the the what happens in the, the penalty area when we try to score. But even then, the one I mentioned when Bamford hits the, the crossbar, that's just luck at that point. You can't criticise the, the finish on that, although you can maybe say you could have squared it to Gotts. Mm. But then we saw a couple of Gotts attempts at shooting. So, I mean, if you're in a number nine and you're that far or that near to goal, um, have a shot. And if you hit the crossbar, you're unlucky. Mm. But um, plenty to in- to be encouraged by it, and in many ways the perfect result because we really don't want to get distracted by a cup run, do we? Now I said before the game I wanted a, like a three-two defeat and a really good performance, and this could have been three-two, mm-hmm. so that's near enough. It's a one-nil defeat and a really good performance. Even the second half, I know that they did all the attacking, and we found it difficult to get going. And Helder Costa would do a lot when he came on, but some of the defending, Berardi's tackle. Um, at the end where he's run across and blocked as the ball's coming across the box. Brilliant. I think we're probably going to talk a lot about Meslier in a moment, but a couple of his saves were definitely worth worthwhile. Like They are good bits of goalkeeping. Um, and that's part of a, a performance. You, you can't say, oh, it was a terrible second half, our goalkeeper was good. And for no, all, our keeper was good. And for all of their attacking in the second half, the goal came from a shot, a cross which was went off Berardi to their player who then miss hit a shot that went in. Yeah, it was I mean, scrappy. It's, it's, it's a proper like League One goal. Yeah. There's no class about it. You can't look at it and go, oh, that's that's the Premier League class telling the way they've cut through them there. It's just a, a ball 
ricocheting around a box and eventually falling someone six yards out. And it all just came from one one mistake, Douglas getting caught on halfway line and then the mistakes happened after that. Berardi then had to go and try and cover two players because Alioski couldn't get back to cover for Douglas and then he's out of position and Ben White has to go the the player. It's the cascading effect. Yeah, and then it gets crossed and everybody's all in the wrong place and just gets scuffed in. So it is just kind of, it's if that one mistake doesn't happen, then Arsenal don't score, but there's no way that we were going to get through an entire game against Arsenal without making some sort of mistake. And we mm. we made plenty more and and managed to box them off. Um there was that one when Ben White fell over and then um Barry Douglas actually it was led the swarm to to get back and stop Lacazette from scoring. Um or whoever. I mean <laughs> trying to pretend I know who any of these players are. When I saw Nelson on Arsenal's team sheet, I assumed it was Nelson Vivas that's the last time I <laughs> paid much attention to them. Um so we had yeah one nil Considering how well Arsenal played in the second half, it's actually pretty good going, mm. and, it, and that didn't come about through um, luck. That came about through a decent defensive performance in the second half. I think Ben White was a little bit taken aback by Lacazette. You don't, for all we've said, Arsenal were basically quite shit. He's better than anything else, anything you'll face in the Championship, mm. and he didn't have quite as much time as he's maybe used to, and. He's maybe a little bit quicker at reading him when he pretends to go outside and cuts inside and stuff. It was there were a couple of bits where you were like, "Oh, fucking red!" You wanted him to turn into more of an old-fashioned leathering it away centre back. I think Ben White suffered a bit more in that game than Berardi because we've said before on here how Berardi under Bielsa is very straight, basic, doesn't overcomplicate things. It's just win the ball, good pass. That's all he has to do: win the ball and good pass. Whereas Ben White. He likes to try and do a little bit more um, and he didn't have the time to do it. And that's kind of a, a good thing to have been on television and for Brighton to get a look at so that at the end of the season they just go, Leeds, yeah. well, see if you can teach him. I mean, joking apart, it does show we've kind of found his level now. It's it's very, very high in the Championship. Not quite Premier League, but getting there. Bottom half of the Premier League yeah. with Arsenal. I mean, he only conceded one, so, so let's, we'll, um, uh, we'll be fine. Let's talk Meslier then, because... Or McAllister. Yeah. as I like to call him and uh, the possible banning of that massive racist uh, <laughs> Kiko Kasia what we do know what we have found out tonight is that on the evidence of that showing tonight we'll be okay and bloody hell his distribution I yes. think he should be the first goalkeeper we've had to take corners <laughs> and free kicks as well like um, old what's his face that Bielsa had it Chilever um, yeah I mean it was extraordinary just what it was almost a joy of all the things Leeds were doing in the in the first half, one of the best things was the ball just being passed back to Meslier and him just pinging it to the wings. Well, it's not really a ping; it's more like a gentle. It's like a low trajectory. It kick, it's just, like it's like Calvin Phillips. He hits the same pass. Yeah, it's that sort of drilled, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to have your goalkeeper able to do that. It's great because I was on his debut. Because we were sat there, we we just watched it together. And we were kind of laughing, weren't we? When he's pinging it around the pitch like that, such accuracy. Well, normally, young goalkeepers are a bit rabbit in the headlights. Even good ones tend to look a bit terrified, don't they? Didn't give a shit, did he? <laughs> Not bothered at all. Yeah, I mean, Phil Hay did something about uh, Mesley a while ago, and then at the end, he he kind of threw in his his distribution stats at Lorient, and they were all like long passes, eighty five percent, short passes, ninety five percent, and. and But then you would expect, you know, if you're making your debut in the FA Cup live on television at, at the Emirates to maybe be a little bit afraid, but I think there was only 
one that he missed ailing with. It's only because maybe a foot over his head, just like not a not something that was flustered. It's just you know didn't hit didn't hit him, and then everything else was absolutely fine. And it's not just the passing. We then saw there was one in the first half, and then we saw in the second half that he's actually he's a decent shot stopper. And watching him on that ridiculous corner when they crowded everybody into the six yard box as if it was suddenly nineteen eighty two, um, he sort of step backwards out of that it got stopped for a foul I think but he had stepped backwards out of it to his line and was ready for the ball coming at him if it had been headed on goal whereas I think if Kiko Kassir had been in that situation yeah he would have been you've just you've pointed west I think edge of the 18 yard box <laughs> yeah he's gone he's just not there he's <laughs> he's somewhere else but it it uh, he handled that situation uh, really well he handled everything that came at him well apart from that one that was you know four yards off him and he was diving at his feet I was encouraged by anything. that that corner as well because like you say rather than saying there's some madness going on there I'm going to try and get right into the centre of it he just went not for me yep I'll go back here and I'll save what comes <laughs> yeah it's like a fight in a nightclub isn't it you don't want to be piling <laughs> into the middle of that you stay well away let the bouncers get, deal with get it get your pint a few steps yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of making debuts on national TV, we've finally seen Robbie Gotts. Bless him. The man, the boy, the myth, the legend. Um, seen an hour of him. We'll never see him again, obviously, now. That's that. <laughs> That's obviously Done and dusted. Uh, what do you think of him? I looked all right. He didn't look out of place. Did he? he was part of um, our sensational Premier League standard first half, Galactic League standard first half. Didn't uh, impose himself on the game. Probably didn't show the range of passing that Meslier has, which for a, <laughs> for a midfielder is unfortunate. Um, but he was probably never gonna because he was doing the he was doing the click job really, wasn't he? Of 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 kind of not being visible um, and harrying and chasing and, and getting on the ball. I thought he was unlucky with that chance at the front post when he tried to sort of dink it over the goalkeeper. It was the right idea. It just went flew over the bar. And um, yeah, decent. He was all right. I thought he he was in the first half. He was probably one of our weaker players. But he, some things sometimes with young players, you hear of managers not telling them before games, don't you? Or they don't want to they don't want to build up the pressure on them. So on the Saturday morning, they'll give them a, they'll say, "Look, you're actually in the team today." So they don't. Have, whereas Robbie Gotts has been sat stewing on a bench <laughs> for a full two what, or three days now, a full two years or something yeah. <laughs> now, just waiting to get his chance to come on, and then eventually he's got it, and maybe it's a bit yeah. of a Maybe a bit of a stress for him. It's it's weird. He's probably the most veteran youth player that we've seen, wasn't it? Um, didn't James Milner end up having some sort of appearance record for the under twenty ones, where he played he played like fifty matches for them and was still there when he was like twenty three. They just couldn't move. They never moved him up to the first team. Um, what Bielsa did say, obviously, he didn't spring it on them. They knew well in advance. But I did quite like in his pre match press conference where he said that whatever got or Stevens doing this game say it won't matter he said it won't affect their progress it won't affect what we think about them just took the pressure off yeah it's just you know it's it, it's almost just a free hit just go out there and get get the experience um, and I think for the he's not a debutant but I, did, I mentioned how I thought Jordan Stevens looked really good when he came on that bit where he was, he was drag, quick, quick feet yeah little drag backs on the edge of their penalty area it's kind of the confidence that um, Gotts didn't show um, and that could just be you know because Stevens has played a couple of games before and um, is on the wing rather than the heart of midfield, so there's probably different uh, scope of stuff he had to do. But um, in other situations as well, there were a couple of times where I thought, yeah, Stevens looks looks pretty comfortable here. I think, I think he looks a bit bigger as well already from from his debut. He looks like he's filled out a little bit and he's 
turning himself into more Jackie Harrison physique as opposed mm. to Jack Clark. With a, you weren't too keen on his beard, though, were you? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's just puberty's fully hit him and he's now filling out nicely. <laughs> but yeah, the beard's the, the the beard's not nice. He needs a proper hobby, doesn't he? I think he's he's been told to knock the betting on the head. And now he's just sort of sitting at home. Which is probably like, for the best, was she? Yeah. yeah watching, his, watching his hair grow. Yeah, no, he's just sitting, staring in the mirror, doing some sculpting. He needs to get into jigsaws or something more wholesome. <laughs> While we're on the grooming, I'm, I'm not having Mikel Arteta's hair either. He, he, go, he gets his hair in the same place. Kyle Bartley gets his beard. Spray on. Very, very strange looking thing. It's, a, it's a, the full clip on again. I'm not sure what he's doing with it. That's Lego hair, wasn't it? <laughs> Very much so. It's darker than any hair I've ever seen in my life. It was. It, it No light could escape from that hair. It was so black. Do we think he's actually bald? It's, it's a possibility. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk about the refereeing then and what we thought of that tonight. Up to a point, all right, but he let an awful lot go, and, and Shaka in particular. He just kept fouling people. Even on a totting up of fouls, I think he must have done four or five, and I think at least three of those were yellow cards. And then the one time when Klitsch basically got fed up, I think it was about 75 minutes in, just got fed up of being kicked by him, went over and fouled him in a fairly gentle way, really. <laughs> Instantly got a yellow card for it, and he was like, fucking hell. It, it was because we were watching the BBC coverage and... Yeah, I think, uh, what's he called? Danny Murphy. He needs to just knock that cold commentary thing on the head pretty soon. I, <laughs> I think the, the rising anger, it was it was great to actually have the the perspective of a combative midfielder and what he felt was acceptable, which was basically everything that the Leeds players do, and what he felt was unacceptable, which is basically everything Granite Zaka did. Um, and that, yeah, that discrepancy in, in what the yellow cards were for, I thought, um, yeah... I was expecting to hear the sound of of Murphy punching his monitor along with most of Leeds punching their TVs. Um, it was ridiculous. And then the, the other stuff that um, spending ages over a VAR check on whether Barry Douglas had inadvertently placed his hand upon what's his face's Socrates. Socrates's head as he 
stumbled backwards, hours back and forth to see whether that's a red card. Well, they, were they not looking for an eye gouge though? They were trying to see whether but he just, palmed, palmed him or fingered him. You only had to look at it once and see that absolutely nothing had happened. Whereas they only pretty much looked at Lacazette kicking Berardi once and were just like, no, fine. Ah, oh, well, we don't need to replay that because we can see he's kicked him. Yeah, and he, and he so did kick him. Fine. He kicked him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, holding on as well. But you see like, that I, I don't want to see red cards for that. But what I do want to see is consistency. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, that's it. I mean, it's the VAR thing that next season will probably be insufferable about um, because we are going up. Not that it's coming down to the championship. Um, the spending fucking minutes watching something like that and going because that's the kind of thing that after a game, if that if the Berardi one had been shown after a match you'd have Jermaine Beckford there going like oh no yeah I think that's probably a red card and they'd say yeah they, you'd, you've seen those given haven't you and you'd say yeah that's probably a red card so why is everybody watching it during the match and they're not giving a red card I mean that's the thing it, it hasn't it hasn't improved the standard necessarily no. it's just transferred the responsibility so just let the referee go with his first instinct he's probably seen it you've got him and his two assistants we've well, that, seen it don't think that's a red well, that's card the problem. that's what, fine what they seem to be doing now with it and I don't want to get into VAR because it's boring but mm. um, they, it's just they're using it as a safety net now that's all. So he doesn't. He doesn't have to make a decision because VAR will do it for him. With the the Douglas, well, I say the Douglas one. The, it wasn't the Douglas one because literally nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. But with the thing they were looking at for Douglas, it's one of those that you worry they'll slow it down that much that they'll yeah, see yeah. they'll see the ball of his hand veer towards his, his eye socket at some point. They're like, oh, there's intention in that. Look, yeah. now, yeah. we've, now we've now we've break it down frame by frame. You can clearly see the intention in it. The kind of the kind of muscle movements that absolutely no human can actually control, unless you're like a an expert catwalk model who is trained to have this exceptional poise and can move every kind of <laughs> microfiber in their bodies to adjust. Have you started talking everything. about catwalk mo- catwalk models because it's Barry Douglas? Yes, uh, but it's ridiculous. But it's worth it's almost it's worth underlining the VAR point that it wouldn't if had there been a replay it wouldn't have been used in the replay because we don't have it Ellen Road which is insane so if Barry Douglas had been sent off for that um, then it could have anything could have happened at Ellen Road and there could have been no equal recourse you just the referee gets one look and that's it so VAR's bollocks yeah and the yes. FA Cup's bollocks <laughs> <laughs> now we're out of it but the Premier League also bollocks and we'll win it if we go up I think what was uh, frustrating was that um just that sense that every time they got touched, they went down because they know they'll get a free kick. I mean, we we have got a little bit sneaky at that in the championship this season, but you see a lot more allowed. That was interesting that the uh, the Luke Ayling flop failed twice, mm. which it never fails in the championship. Which and I hope strange. that's not the end of it now. But Arsenal did get free kicks for less than for that exactly on two occasions. Same, yeah. On the edge of the box as well, he gave, two free, it's gave all- them two shooting opportunities, which thankfully David Luiz was on one of them. It's almost like that referee... Need goes for long drives in the country, etc., <laughs> etc. Et Keith Stroud, but well, he's Premier League, isn't he? He's not going to be in with the farms. He'll be hunting big game, won't he? In the you, in, you, in the Premier League, you do want, a wild bar at, at the least, a tapir. You, you do, you do wonder if because they referee at the Premier League that they're a little bit pally with some of the players and they look to protect them. You wouldn't be mates with any of the Arsenal players, though. The wankers. Did you see them? What yeah. a set of bastards! Like I say. I understand the Arsenal mindset now. I would hate that shower as well if I yeah. was an Arsenal fan. I'd hate myself, obviously. But it strikes me as a very, a very joyless club. Does Arsenal now? I've always a lot of res- had a lot of respect for Arsenal. They're one of the more tolerable sort of big clubs in air quotes. Um, 
but just, I don't know, just piss off. You could tell the players. They don't care, do they? They, they mainly hate each other. Yeah. I don't, it's hard stuff. They hate the supporters. In fact, Socrates in the first half got, a, <laughs> got shouted at by the fans for doing a calm down gesture as they were getting... Let's be honest, they were getting absolutely Dick, torn apart. Dicks yeah. by a championship team. By a team. championship team. And, and your fullback is telling the crowds, just just chill out, all right? This is this is fine. I think that's what's frustrating about the second half is that they've got it together for 45 minutes, basically, because they had to, because it would be embarrassing otherwise. And then they'll go back to the next game and they'll just they'll come out. Their next first half will be like the first half against us again. Yeah. I guarantee it. It was like, uh, oh, do I have to... Oh, God, I forgot to get... We were saying, like, why did their uh, restarts take so long? Because well, the throw-ins and, and corners and free kicks up. Because they're looking for a player. Like, oh, God, I don't like him. Oh, I'm not giving it to him. Oh, I can't stand it. Like, you have it. Go on, then. But yeah. I'll, I'm not fucking getting your breakfast tomorrow, wankers. Does go to show, though, what being an organised side can do um, to, well, to any team, how well we've done. And do you know what? I've actually got more of a begrudging respect for Sheffield United, having watched what we've done tonight to Arsenal in that first half. The fact that they've gone in and been dead organised. Um, and give a shit, because there's loads of teams in the Premier League who, and a lot of players who just look like they don't. Yeah. Sheffield United are in that first season where they've got players who do, and then next, next summer's the one where they go and spend like eighty million on a few, a couple of players, and they're the ones that don't give a shit, and it all goes wrong. Yeah, it's it's really weird, isn't it? I found it weird watching some of those players tonight. They're just the, the sort of megastar footballers. There's just there's no, and you understand now why Bielsa insists on humility and the litter picking and all that kind of stuff, don't you? About making a connection with the fans. Yeah, and it it does make me feel like when we get promoted. Let's just keep these players. Yeah, add a couple to it. Maybe get a striker in who's going to be that next level up. Maybe yeah. get get a number ten in who's that next level up. Having having seen Xhaka and Ozil tonight, that's I mean, I don't, how much did they pay for them? About let's just call them like a hundred million pounds worth of footballers. Let's yes. say lots, a lot, yeah. lots of money in of, of lots of money worth of footballers. And how much does Rodrigo Sandy want for our club? Just before you continue, hundred mil. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. I, I wouldn't have wanted either of them in, in our midfield tonight. Even even Robbie Gotts making his debut, mm. I think at least he looks like at least he looks bothered. At least he looked flustered when he showed a close up of him. Player I really enjoyed in the first half was Jackie Harrison because um, it was the first time I'd seen him properly. He went to the right and he was doing a full Pablo Hernandez impression, cutting in off the right um, and causing loads of trouble and being an intelligent, not quite as crafty. I don't think that's his game because he's not got the the final pass as we often lament. But I thought. Jackie played really well um, not just his usual kind of driving down the wing trying to get to the byline thing but um, yeah doing a doing a bit of the Hernandez stuff I was really pleased about that One of your heroes for tonight who else then? Uh, Gotts getting through it Bielsa has said that uh, Gotts got what he deserved subbed <laughs> <laughs> no it's just, uh, the fact he played is up to him because it, all of it is up to his skill as well um, the person who has to be proud is him about himself. He's a nice man, isn't he, Marcella? He's good, apparently. I've not seen much from his his press conferences going on as we speak, and apparently he's being very nice about all our players. And then there's a long, uh, yeah, the answers are long. We'll have to deal with it. As you said, what's uh, wrong with Luke Ayling yet? Uh, they've not got that far, as far as I know. That's, that's the other... Uh, I mean, same uh, question, but different uh, intention. Have they found out what's wrong with Jenny Alioski yet? <laughs> and why he can't understand an offside? <laughs> Has Tyler Roberts got injured in that game tonight? 
<laughs> well, we're on the injuries. I, I imagine a oh, small strain. This has been, you know, one of the the best nights of the season, first halves of the season, at least. Um, it has maybe left us with that slight kind of downward, that slight descent where the second half was just a bit deflating. But I would love to, um, as I was watching it, I suppose it's that weird thing of like nobody in the modern era can just enjoy what they're doing. But I was thinking uh, while I was watching, I'm looking forward to watching this first half again. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. I'm, I'm going to look forward to going home and watching this again. Won't bother yeah. now, though. If I could, well, if I could bottle that halftime feeling um, as well. And also, oh yeah, Bielsa's fucking uh, fun sponge tonight as well. Um, asked if that performance means Leeds are ready for the Premier League. I can't answer that. We were beaten 4-0 by Man United in pre-season. Oh, Marcelo, come on, enjoy it. Why don't I just say that that first half, shoved it up the bollocks of other crap who call themselves Premier League teams. He's fearful of appearing cocky, isn't he, there? He's not saying it because he doesn't want to say, yes, we've put, you know, put in a really good performance and we should be proud. He wants to say, well, we lost to Man United, so we can't judge it based on the Arsenal he's performance. A, he's a believer in data as well. He'll, he yeah. wants a bigger sample size before he... We'll, be, we'll have been in the Premier League for eight seasons and someone will ask him if we're equipped for it. He'll be like, well... Two more years. I'm not so sure just yet. We, but you won the league last year. Well... Yes, that's true, but we were, we were fortunate in some respects. One thing that tonight has done is really given me a taste for thinking, I hope this this spurs them on now and they know they've got nothing to fear from the remainder of this season. And if they do their jobs, they will they will see us up. Another player who I thought was good, Click. Yep. Yeah, very I good. I thought he played really well. And he was in his more uh, attacking mode as well, trying to um, do the, the furthest forward midfielder job. I don't want to say 10 or Nganchi because he doesn't really do that. Um but yeah, I thought. I mean, that pass in the second half when he pinged it out from the centre circle to the wing for Jackie, and he couldn't quite make the chance out of it. But it was such a good vision, good ball. Um, yeah, I thought he. So that's another player that we don't need to replace in the summer. Um, who else is going to be fine? Ben White will be fine. He'll, it's not strictly ours, but he will be. He will be. Ben Brian won't want him after that shit show. Um, <laughs> but also, he showed that he is brilliant enough for the the Premier League. Um, who else? Well, let's well let's Ailing, do, vil- do villains. Do. I've got another hero. First. Oh, go on then, uh, David O'Leary, because presumably he got paid for that halftime appearance and. He didn't have anything to say, did he? <laughs> for the benefit of anybody outside the UK or didn't see the BBC feed, uh, he just came on and he just came on for five minutes and just made a load of noise, didn't he? <laughs> like, oh, you know. Well, as I say, uh, as I say, there were great games. Yeah. And I can't do the your closer, but it was yeah, it's just all Arsenal, Leeds, Platitude. Elland Road. Mm. It was Highbury then, but it's great. Our first half, you know, both teams. Second half. <laughs> Expect more. More. Arsenal want more. But Leeds, I've seen them. As I say. Three games as I say. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could see Alex Scott, who gets all kinds of pelters for... For, for, being, the, for being female. For being a female. Someone else, looking at him, he's gone, this, this, can't be, <laughs> this can't be what you're supposed to do. <laughs> he does well, though, Larry. He always did get paid, didn't he? That was mm. his... That was one of the things he always did well. And why not? Uh, and other villains then? Uh, we've got any villains? I, um, Xhaka? I was, yes. Xhaka, yeah. And his mate, the referee. And Socrates and Lacazette as well, just for some some terrible screams when it was Premier League screaming. One of The Socrates one in the first half, whose head's far too big for his body as well. I was I was constantly put off by that. 
his face is massive. It's like a big old satellite dish. And I think he's, I think he's all, maybe that's why he's big full moon head. <laughs> confusing messages. He was all, all imbalanced with he's his receiving messages from outer space. Stealing Marcelo's data. But at one point he went with Barry Douglas and I think, or was it, or was it Calvin Phillips? I can't remember. But he got basically like a shoulder or a forearm slightly yeah. in his side and went down as if someone had just stuck a blade through him. And Lacazette <laughs> did a yelp as he was running through midfield as well and someone, someone gave him a slight push. Well, somebody tweeted, I can't remember who it was, it might have been uh, Ogden, journalist, ESPN, my apologies, can't remember his first name, uh, who tweeted along the lines of, Arsenal seem to be shocked that A, Leeds are tackling them and B, that Leeds are riding tackles and getting on with it mm. as well. And the referee didn't seem like he understood it either. He seemed like he, he was programmed for everything Arsenal did. Knew what to do, what's a free kick, what's not, that's all fine. But then what Leeds are doing, fucking hell, I'm booking you for that. Never seen that in a Premier League before, even though it's the most minor little shove you've ever seen. Um, yeah, the and just Arsenal in general. So basically, Arsenal bollocks, Premier League bollocks, VAR bollocks. Anthony mm. Taylor bollocks. Yep. Leeds United, brilliant. That's all oh, we, we need should. To, that's to say, isn't it, really? Treasure that first half. It's it's kind of it's one of those halves that's difficult to immediately put into any sort of rational words or shape. You've just got to say, oh, "Fucking hell, did you see that?" Well, we were watching it, weren't we? We, we were just laughing, kind of going, "This yeah. is brilliant." Did you see how good Leeds were, <laughs> yeah. and loads of fans of other clubs saying, "Bloody hell, Leeds are great." The stat popped up on the screen. I made a note of it. Um, Seventeen minutes in, we had seven shots. Yeah, I mean, it's Arsenal attitude as well. I think that's something that shouldn't be lost. We were criticising Arsenal for the way they sulk around the pitch and that is what leads me to the confusion that it would be lovely if only all of the players we have now could just be good enough to win the European Cup that would be great because I don't want to lose any of them when they start a game compared to those bunch of sulky bastards if they start a game and they're prepared to have seven shots in the first 20 minutes and play like that when really no right to championship teams aren't in general going up against Premier League teams and playing like that and and going up against them in a way that was not getting balls in the box, big man up front, the sort of way that you expect yeah. lower league teams to upset Premier League we teams. We quite literally just outworked and outplayed them. Yeah, we were just much, much better than them for a, a lot of that game. And then they cheated and won. <laughs> it's it's very much the story of Leeds United, isn't it? <laughs> and on that note, we'll sign off. Thanks to Levi Solicitors for getting behind us. 10% off your legal fees when you mention the square ball when you inquire. It's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball we will return in a day or two with the the main podcast we've got the extra ball on the way and the phil hay show as well coming later on in the week thanks for listening see you in a bit the square ball podcast mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.